0: What well, she She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. What well, she said She's magical, mystical, or powerful Hello,
1: everyone. I'm Christine Bentley here with Kate Wheeler, and you're listening to what she said on 105.9 The Region. Today's show is brought to you by Meridian Credit Union. Expecting
2: more for your money, that's wealth esteem. Now, what are you expecting for tomorrow, Mother's Day? Oh, I'm going for brunch. You're going for brunch? I think I'm having brunch made for me. Really? Yes, that's what I—that's what I was—I was told. I said, like, "What do I like for lunch?" But apparently, I'm too demanding already because I said, "I don't know, eggs Benedict or something." Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually a little overwhelmed because uh, everybody kind of went over the top for my
1: birthday. So yes. now I feel my birthday is always so close. In fact, there have been times when my birthday is the day before, or the you know, before Mother's Day, mm-hmm. or two days before, and I just feel a little bad. But uh, anyway, it'll be it'll be great to see them again. They'll be
2: so sick of me, I won't see them again until Christmas. <laughs> so um, we have, uh, let's talk about who's coming up on the show today. Yeah, why don't you start? I because I don't want to start because I can't <laughs> pronounce the name of the society well, very well. I'm leaving is, it to
1: you. <laughs> this is uh, a great start to the show and something really important. Uh, we're going to start with Dr. Deepa Yoganathan from the Canadian Ophthalmological Society. The COS is actually shedding light on to Canadian eye health behaviors during National Vision Health Month and our behaviors are not good because mm-hmm. a new study that they conducted found that only half of us actually seek treatment for symptoms of potential eye disease and By the way, this is eye disease that can lead to vision loss. So you could go blind Mm. and you've got pain behind your eyes or you've got whatever and you're not doing anything about it. So I think this is really important Yeah, because your life would change. My life would be – can you imagine not driving, not seeing or even
2: seeing blurry or – it would change your life. So we're going to find out what symptoms Canadians should be aware of that will help. Absolutely. To detect the disease. We also have comedian Kyle Bottom is going to be here. He's recently released his comedy album, Dungeon Master. Now, he touches on a lot of his troubles with anxiety. He's going to tell us how he uses comedy to cope and what he's working on next. Well, didn't your grandmother say, what's the best
1: medicine? Laughter. Absolutely. Film critic Ann Brody is going to have the latest movie and TV reviews for us. In Saturday night at the movies, and travel expert Candace Derrick, who has the worst job in the world, <laughs> is back from a week in California. Poor Candace. Mm-hmm, poor Let's all Candace. feel bad for Candace. She'll be in
2: to share some of the amazing things you can do across that incredibly diverse state. Author Kern Carter will explain the inspiration behind his second novel. It's called Beauty Scars. It explores the dynamic between power and beauty in Canada. Closing out the show in our live studio sessions today, we have Vancouver singer-songwriter Alexis Lynn performing her debut single, Promises. So make sure you check out
1: whatshesaidtalk.com, where you can find links to all our social media sites. You can watch interviews, enter contests, and don't forget, every Wednesday morning at 10, we go live on Facebook and we give away prizes from our guests and tell you who's going to be on the show.
3: Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. To contact the show, go to
4: whatshesaidtalk.com. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. Yay! And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. This is 105.9 The Region.
0: What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, wonderful. And lovable.
3: Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler.
2: The Canadian Ophthalmological Society is shedding light onto Canadian eye health behaviours during National Vision Health Month. A new study shows that only half of Canadians seek treatment for symptoms of potential eye diseases that could lead to vision loss. Joining us now to tell us why this is particularly concerning is Dr. Deepa Yoganathan, From the COS. Welcome to what she said. Thank you very much. Notice I said COS the second time because I'm having a hard time (laughs) pronouncing ophthalmological. Everyone does. Uh, So um, eye symptoms reported by Canadians, what include difficulty seeing at night, problems reading up close, blurry vision, red watery eyes, seeing flashes of light, double vision.
5: But tell us a bit more about what the study found. Uh, Basically, uh There are a lot of symptoms that patients may have that they may think are temporary or not worrisome or, oh, maybe they'll just go away on their own. But they could signify something uh, important that could be treated, for example, glaucoma, for example, a retinal detachment. Um, These are things that, if caught early, Mm -hmm. don't need to lead to blindness, necessarily. So it's very important to seek help or to seek care uh, when you are having eye symptoms so that we can um, diagnose um, anything of concern. So why do you think that
1: is as a professional? Because people, you know, will run to the doctor for a cold that they've had (laughs) 27,000 times in their life, and they know basically the same symptoms, and yet... To experience these kinds of symptoms and not once, you know, to pick up the phone or
5: or make an appointment to see a professional, isn't that a little... Odd. What? What is it? I think it, that's a great question. I think public awareness and public education is um, is uh, lacking. I think that's where we as ophthalmologists need to uh, go out there and need to provide this information to patients and to the general public as to if you have this that you need to see uh, an eye uh, an IMD or an eye professional.
2: Okay. So who who's it? greatest risk for eye disease? Do these things happen at particular ages, sexes? What happens? Uh,
5: It depends on the disease. Uh, So for example, macular degeneration, which is uh, one of the leading causes uh, of blindness um, in North America. Mm -hmm. Uh, It can be genetic, can be uh, associated with smoking, it can be just associated with age. Uh, and you may never know that you have macular degeneration unless you go for your annual screening, um, uh, a- annual eye screening. Uh, diabetes, everybody, uh, most everybody with diabetes needs to have an eye exam. Um, and actually, uh, even when patients with diabetes go to the eye doctor and the eye doctor tells them that they have Diabetic retinopathy, meaning there's already the development and the showing of diabetes in their retina,
2: mm-hmm.
5: tw- a quarter of them don't even go back for their follow up. And these are very preventable um, uh, diseases. You know, they, they're very treatable, they're very preventable. Uh, and so th- those, those are the kinds of patients that are at risk. Anyone who's nearsighted, uh, oh, that's me. Yeah, a lot, so is everybody. <laughs> uh, and uh, anyone who's nearsighted is at a little bit greater risk of developing a retinal tear that could lead to a retinal detachment. And that's when the education about fat flashes and floaters, if you experience flashes and floaters, you need to go see someone. Who is at greatest
1: risk? Is it genetic or is it lifestyle or is it a combination of
5: all things? Or is it just, can it just be random? Uh, it can definitely be random, and that's one of the—I'm a retina specialist, um, and that's the, one of the most common questions I get is, Doc, why why did I get this? Why did I get a hole in my retina? Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- uh, why why did this happen to me? And there's many times no answer. It's just because. It's just because your eye wanted to do—you uh, know, wanted to uh, develop this hole. Let's go through some of the symptoms then That that—, that People should be aware mm-hmm. that it is definitely time to go and get checked. Mm-hmm. Well, in general, okay. everyone should go have an eye exam, uh, depending on your age, at least every couple of years. Um, and you, you need to know, not, it, this is not just for glasses. This is for, for general eye health. You can get cancers in your eye that could have been slowly growing o- over time. So everyone should be getting a screening. In terms of who should be going to get uh, an emergency uh, visit, obviously um, ophthalmologists are the point of care for, for eye emergencies. So um, your local hospital emergency room should have coverage from an ophthalmologist, if you're having, for example, severe pain in the eye, loss of vision, um, that sort of thing for for an emergency. Uh, If you're having um, flashes and floaters, uh, that's another urgent uh, visit required uh, to make sure that you don't have a a tear in your retina. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're having halos, um, or pain in the eye, it could be a, a sign of glaucoma. Um, if the vision is blurred, it could be a sign of cataract. Uh, so it's just about being aware of what these symptoms mean and, and seeking help. Now, I have seen young children with very thick glasses, mm-hmm. very occasionally,
1: but I have. Mm-hmm. What would you say to parents to look out for? Because it's not usual for young children to have um, those kinds of symptoms, perhaps, or anything wrong, but
5: occasionally they do. So if as a parent, what would you tell them to look for or to notice? I think uh, the common question we ask children are, do they like to sit in the front of the class? Most Mm -hmm. kids like to sit at the back of the class. Mm -hmm. If they can't see then they they are preferring to sit in the front of the class so they can actually see the board and so a lot of kids sometimes if they're not doing well in school it could simply be because they can't see the board but uh, what a, but what about how would you
1: know if it was a disease or just that they you know they have poor vision
5: well, I mean that—that's your annual screening, and they do do um, screening in school uh, for just vision. You know, if you're mm-hmm. nearsighted or whatnot. But if obviously, if you're concerned, definitely. So, um, would it be pain
1: that they have? No, nope, no. Nope. They say
5: they have a headache. Unfortunately, or? a lot of eye disease does not have symptoms. Mm, no symptoms. Yeah.
2: Um, now. Last year, the COS launched the See the Possibilities campaign. It's educating Canadians about eye health. That's at seethepossibilities.ca but where can Canadians go to learn more about the Canadian Ophthalmological Society?
5: <laughs> well, if you Google, uh, you know, Canadian you can Ophthalmological, <laughs> O-P-H-T-H-A-L, uh, they are the COS and put in um, eye disease, you, you'll find our website. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the purpose of the COS is to, it, basically we're an organization of almost a thousand ophthalmologists across Canada. Right. So we have annual meetings, we have community outreach, uh, we, Uh, the COS actually governs part of our education in consultation with the Royal College uh, of Physicians and Surgeons of Canada. So they monitor our um, uh, continuing medical Mm -hmm. education Uh, so that, you know, for example, the annual COS meeting is coming up June 1st. Um, So there are surgical courses, there are educational courses um, and we also uh, partner with our community leaders as well.
2: Now, I noticed that the study found that millennials who are now about 18 to 34, they have the lowest awareness of of eye diseases than the national average and they're less likely to
5: see a physician. Yes, and, and I, was, I was reading about that and I was wondering why that is and I think because everyone is so busy with their, with their lives and uh, most p- younger people are not really talking about their diseases of their body because they don't have any. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you get older you have friends that may be getting for example injections in their eye or lasers in their eye or whatever to treat um, their eye conditions, uh, for example diabetic retinopathy or macular degeneration and when you're younger uh, that generally doesn't happen Uh, so you may have uh, the patients that come in the younger patients that come in with eye diseases for me are the ones that come in with retinal detachments which uh, obviously is very uh, scary to them and they would not normally even know what a retinal detachment is right right Um, right, right. So, so what is the biggest takeaway for people that are listening uh to not ignore your symptoms, to seek help, go and see uh, your your eye uh, health provider mm-hmm. um, or see your, your family doctor first, if that's the easiest way to, to get in mm-hmm. um, and to, to get a referral in. Well, often we hear from specialists don't do Dr. Google. <laughs> that's <Yes>. for sure. <laughs> People get on Google and
1: say, I've got it sorted, I've
2: diagnosed myself. <laughs> you know? Well, thank you very much for, for coming in, Dr. Deba Yoganathan. Um, and also, once again, it is
5: cthepossibilities.ca. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.
3: What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back.
4: Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say, be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian. Expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply
0: escape instantly with kobo discover nearly six million ebooks and audiobooks on kobo.com download the free kobo app and start reading today it's a world of stories in the palm of your hand Fashion is everything
1: when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit KearnsCo.com.
3: This is 1059 The Region.
0: What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest, and lovable.
3: Now back to what she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler.
1: Joining us now is comedian Kyle Bottom, who recently released his debut comedy album, Dungeon Master. Welcome to What She Said.
6: Thanks for having me.
1: So tell us a little bit about yourself.
6: Uh, my name's Kyle. I'm a West Coast comic. I'm from Vancouver. Um, I have a sweet little dog named Igor. <laughs> uh, he's the light of my life. I'm married as well. Um,
2: I like that the dog came first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
5: not sure so how did you
2: get him. into comedy?
6: Um, I got into comedy just because I was, um, an attention hog with my friends. You know, like I was always trying to be the center of attention and I realized that, you know, if I actually thought I was funny, I should try doing it for strangers. So I did it and, uh, it's one of those things where once you try it, you're hooked.
1: So, but it's a tough gig.
6: Definitely. And it's scary, but that's kind of exciting, right? It's like skydiving.
1: Yeah. But like if it flops.
6: Yeah. You feel horrible. It's pretty
1: scary, yeah. And then you get up and you do it again.
6: You have to do it again. You can't end on a on a flop.
2: So how what would how would you describe your style, your comedic style?
6: Um, yeah, I don't know. Kind of like uh, I'm like the Nickelback of uh, comedy. Every song or every uh, every joke kind of sounds the same, but it's different.
2: Hang on a second, aren't you actually on Nickelback's label?
6: Hell yeah, I am. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so why does everybody hate Nickelback?
6: Um, probably because they're jealous.
2: You think that's what it's jealous? It is yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, 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 jealous of what? Uh, jealous uh, of
6: that money. Uh,
2: that money, yeah, that's true. Um, so Dungeon Master. Yeah. What's the meaning behind? that Are we going back to the game dungeons and dragons or is it something a whole uh, different
6: yeah i mean like i'm a huge nerd i do have a dungeons and dragons joke on the album but yeah it's more just like about me and just being a huge nerd like that's what i'm all about i like video games i don't like sports
2: there's lots of sports in video games so you could you could combine them i
6: don't play any of you those you don't play any yeah. of those none of those 2K18 none of those basketball games hockey games no thanks
1: well, you touch a lot on your troubles with anxiety. Yeah. So you obviously are using – use comedy to some degree uh, as a way to cope.
6: For sure. Yeah. How does, it's, it, how um, does it help? Well, it's one of those – up's one of those things where people – you know, they always say ah, it's cheaper than therapy, <laughs> um, which if you find yourself ever saying that about anything, you should also try therapy, try therapy. yeah, because yeah. it's also very effective. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, you get up on stage, you can speak your mind, you can talk about whatever, you know, you're thinking about. And um, for me, with my anxiety, it's like stand up paired really well with that because it would just kind of build this like crazy energy inside of me that I would have to get out. Right, because getting up on stage in front of people, like you said, I was gonna
2: say that would just make me anxious.
6: Yeah, yeah, but it's just like it ramps everything up to this crazy extent, right? Yeah, but
1: uh, for me, it could possibly ramp everything up to a heart attack. Uh,
6: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, well, the club that I like to perform at in Vancouver is right next to a hospital, so oh good, uh, (laughs) oh my, they
1: could
6: could just wheel me out one door and in the other. Okay, so
1: you've you've got this one under your belt. Yeah. Um. What's next?
6: What's next? Um, probably just disappear back to the West Coast and uh, I'm going to hermit up for a little bit. I'm going to kind of get out of the public eye and work on the next album.
2: Where do you get your inspiration from?
6: Mm, lived experience. Uh, that's I find I can only really write about things that I've experienced.
2: Mm-hmm. They say write what you know.
6: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just try and lead a somewhat interesting life and get out of your comfort zone once in a while. And that's where the material comes from.
1: Oh, I love that. Trying to lead an interesting life. Like, there are millions of people who are trying to do that and aren't succeeding. (laughs) (laughs) No, but if you were talking to a, I don't know, a 16-year-old who was the same 16-year-old that you were, Mm -hmm. what advice would you give them? Because this is a really tough gig to stand in front of people, open yourself up, bear your your inner Mm -hmm. self, and try to entertain them pretty vulnerable yeah it's like being a bullseye
6: yeah for sure but I mean you have an advantage when you're performing comedy because you have a mic and the audience doesn't right so that's that's a huge advantage right off the bat because if someone wants to try and derail your performance hecklers yeah you're still in the advantage because you have the microphone right if I was going to give advice to a 16 year old who wanted to do comedy I'd say just do it and get used to the fact that it's going to suck sometimes right like you're going to flop you're going to fail you're going to feel really bad about yourself but that's how you grow right what was your worst experience worst experience um oh, i almost drowned when i was five. No. Oh, you mean in comedy <laughs> 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 um but, uh i had a set that went so badly when i first started comedy that how old I, were you like I, how far
1: were you into your career
6: i was 20 yeah. i had i was maybe six seven months into comedy I did a set that went so badly that it just like destroyed my confidence and I bombed like every show for a month and then I quit comedy for three years.
2: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So what got, what brought you back?
6: Um, uh, the confidence had rebuilt, right? Like I kind the, of, and, and,
1: a, and a lack of attention.
6: Yeah. And I was uh, <laughs> like, ah, where's that microphone? I need people to look at me.
2: So just dis- you- describe your album a little bit. Tell people about it.
6: Um, the album. Well, it's called Dungeon Master. It's um, very autobiographical. I talk about my anxiety disorder. I talk about my family. I'm talking about jobs I've had, like I worked at a marijuana dispensary. I talk about that on the album. Mm -hmm. The Dungeon Master joke where I it's about uh, me doing activities at an old folks home and I lead Dungeons and Dragons group with a group of uh, Alzheimer's patients. (laughs) Um, That's completely fabricated, though. Don't worry. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's basically what the album is.
2: Do you think comedy has... um changed recently in that are you more careful about what you will and won't target and talk about?
6: Yeah, definitely. There's um, There's been this big kind of shift in the last couple of years towards punching up, which means like making fun of people in power as opposed mm-hmm. to making fun of people who are marginalized or in, you know, um, not such a great position. So yeah, you do have to think about you know, what you're making fun of. And I've definitely considered that as well. There's lots of jokes I've dropped because I thought they were too mean.
1: But also, yeah, there's there's such a degree of political correctness mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. that you're so accountable on social media and everywhere else. Yeah. It must make you a little bit nervous. Although good comedy needs to be out there. Yeah. Needs uh, to mm-hmm. be inappropriate, if you will.
6: Right. Yeah. You just kind of, you have to pay attention to what audiences are responding to like one thing i've noticed over the last 10 years at least where i'm from uh is that like 10 years ago having women be the butt of your punchline was like a really good idea not and now so it much. is not, not a good idea right like that that shift has been very clear so if if that's shifted then other things have shifted as well so it's just about figuring out where we are with um what we think is fun well
1: i'm old enough to remember when newfies were the we the punchline, of course. And of course, now since everybody's been to Newfoundland and found out that they're absolutely fabulous and it's beautiful, <laughs> nobody does that anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, so. It's hard. I imagine it's hard because the, the targets do change pretty frequently.
6: Yeah, I mean, worst case scenario, you have to stop telling a joke because it just doesn't fit anymore, right? Like, it's. Um,
2: you have to be able to read the room to tell the joke. Is that yeah. A big, a big, oh, big? totally. Who are your favorite targets?
6: My favorite, like, people to make fun yep. of? Oh. Um, I love making fun of uh, the mayor of Vancouver. Mm-hmm. He's uh, stepping down right now. He's a great target because he's a person in power. Um, who else? Uh, I like making fun of myself. That's an easy target.
2: deprecating humor. That's yeah. Always, uh, that's always good. For sure. Good. It, is, it, it is good. So where can people get your album?
6: Everywhere. You can find it on iTunes. You can stream it on Spotify or Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's one of the, it's great, like, technology's taking us to a place where you don't even have to buy the album, you can just listen to it for free, and there you go. You can listen,
2: listen to it for free.
6: Yeah, on Spotify. That's it. Yeah. And- yeah.
2: So how are you making money?
6: <laughs> um, every time someone listens to one of those tracks, I get, get one? one third of a third of a penny. That's and that- big bucks. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's really big bucks. What do you- tell people what your social media handles are, because your Twitter handle, I is at Kyle's Bottom.
6: Yes. And it's at <laughs> Kyle's Bottom because at Kyle Bottom is taken by me accidentally. I, <laughs> and then why'd you
2: forget your <laughs> password?
6: I signed up for it when I was at an old job and I lost the work email and I don't have the password anymore. And so I can't recover the account. <laughs> I've tried so many times. So I had to. Kyle's Bottom is the Twitter. Uh, I think I'm just Kyle Bottom on Instagram and everywhere else. And
2: your website is kylebottom.com. Com. That's right. That's good. So I, I mean, you go into comedy with a great name to start off. I <laughs> yeah. mean, that must have been, must have been easy if you like the self deprecating humor.
6: Yeah, it's <laughs> me and Brent Butt, we're the uh, <laughs> <There you go. laughs> we're the bottom boys.
2: Yeah, you should you should tour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that would be perfect. Well, thank you for coming in and telling us about uh, about your album, and uh, everyone can stream it everywhere.
6: Yeah. Thanks. Thank you.
4: She said. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect! Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good to grow high interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. Today's the day to try something new. Second City Training
1: Center is home to North America's largest school of improv. Whether you're looking to build confidence through a public speaking class, test out some new material at the Stand Up Drop-In Series, or just want to stop by and see what's up with improv, they'd love to have you. Visit them online today at secondcity.com TC or call 416-340-7270.
3: This is 105.9 The Region.
4: Saturday Night at the Movies Who cares what picture you see When you're your baby
2: in the And joining us now is our film critic Ann Brody for Saturday Night at the Movies, brought to
7: you this week by Elevation Pictures.
2: So what should we be watching this weekend?
7: Ah, there's a ton of stuff. A lot of it is pretty dark. Um, but I would say The Seagull, the if seagull? you like Anton Chekhov okay. <laughs> and you don't mind dark. It's going to be a sunny weekend. I mean, <laughs> it's sunny today and it's going to cloud over. But this is a good time for Chekhov. So it's a, a, a modernization starring Annette Benning and Saoirse Ronan and uh, Brian Dennehy. I don't know where oh, he came he? from. Well, yeah, I haven't seen him for a while. Oh, my God. He's so handsome. Mm-hmm. He must be in his 80s and he's just hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah uh and uh, Corey cory who's terrific um so the family gathers in the country mm-hmm. and this is what happens in the play and the uh but they extend it they go outside they have various in- interiors um and what it is is everybody loves a person they're not supposed to love and all the wires are crossed nobody loves the person they're meant to or that would be like a good marriage. Mm-hmm. So it's really intense and it gets pretty dark. Isn't Elizabeth Moss in it as well? Yes, yeah, she is from okay, yes, okay. yes. Sammates Thailand from yeah, she's so good. And mm-hmm. top Mad of the lake. Man and yeah. she's very good. She's yeah. very good. Okay, I sorry. think she's the hardest working actor around these days. Yeah. Really?
2: If you're in the business, you take a job when you can.
7: <laughs> <laughs> what about Revenge? Oh, man, that is the first uh, violent horror exploitation flick for the Time's Up Me Too era. <laughs> oh. oh, really? It's a, yeah, it's in France. It takes place in a desert. So a fellow, rich fellow, flies at an extremely young girl for a, a dirty weekend out to his flat in the desert. And uh, two of his hunting buddies show up. He's He goes somewhere else. They rape her and beat her. Um, he comes back. He's cool with it, doesn't mind. So she decides to make a run for it. And they chase her with guns. And they chase her off a cliff. And she's impaled on a, on a tree. <laughs> Miraculously, <laughs> she comes to... Okay, wanders around the desert with this tree stuck in her. Does surgery on herself, and goes from sex pot to warrior like that. It's incredible. How it's young such is a she? Good film. I'd say she looks eighteen, nineteen. And they they are they're forties. Okay. Yeah, I, I, it's quite striking. It's sort of a culty hit, and you have to have a high tolerance level. But it is what it's a, a culty lesson. hit. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's not for everybody. <laughs> well, I've been watching Westworld, and that's got
2: an awful lot of violence in it, but it's a culty hit it seems to be doing. Oh, it doing sure is. It sure is, It's, uh, sure it's, is. it's yes. pretty good. Um, now, PBS is running uh, Little Women. PBS Yet another Little Women. How many How <laughs> many versions do we need? What? 500, apparently. <laughs> What's this one like?
7: Well, it's st- the best part is it stars Maya... Hawk, who is the daughter of Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman. Remember when they were together? Wow. Yeah, yeah. She, she's an odd mix of the two of them. It's like, turn around, turn around. She's a pretty good actress. But it's, it's not the best uh, adaptation of the novel, and it's not the best show. But for, for my money, it's worth it to see her in action. She's unbelievable. And Angela Lansbury's in it. She plays Aunt March. And she's just the mouthiest person. She <laughs> Guests come over and her parrot will sit on them and poke at them. And she says, leave him alone. Don't touch him. It's his house. <laughs> what about born guilty? Oh, yeah. It's not very good. I wouldn't bother. That's Rosanna Pass. Arquette. Rosanna Arquette. Yeah. Pass. Very very weak script.
2: Okay. So we'll just m- move along. Just ignore it. Um Evil Genius, the true story of America's most diabolical bank heist.
7: <laughs> and yet the bank heist is only in a tiny part of it. You two are going to love this. It reminds me of uh, Making of a Murderer, the limited series from Netflix mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. So this it's is a also true from case. Netflix? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, different producers. Um, but it's set in Erie, Pennsylvania. Do you remember in 2003 there was a guy hooked up to bombs sitting in a in a plaza parking lot. Do you remember that? Big news story. Well, and the bomb went off. Uh, so that's kind of where the news story ended. We didn't hear much more. So the investigation is still ongoing about and concerns a woman, a former beauty queen who may have masterminded it and several other deaths.
2: All right. And a show that I haven't seen lately, but I always enjoyed the Graham Norton show. <laughs> it's, it's, back.
7: Great. it's great. Did you know Mary Berry? Had confessed to him to Graham Norton that she has been in jail. <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> in not the states. Sure. Who, who is she? I Mary Berry, I, I'm, I'm great out of bri- loop. Great British Baking Show. Oh, Britain's right, right, greatest right. Okay. home cooks, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Very demure, but she got she was uh, thrown in the slammer, so for bringing little bags of white powder by plane but they were they were baking soda <laughs> oh no oh no and benedict cumberbatch is in there and apparently there's a new thing the actors use as a vocal coach can you say it kate benedict cumberbatch broke a delicate luggage rack you have to do it six times several fast times very fast maybe alex
2: can cope with uh, maybe it. <laughs> well um we also want to tell you that we have a great contest going. So What She Said and Elevation Pictures are giving away run of engagement passes to see Chesil Beach. It follows a young couple of drastically different backgrounds in the summer of 1962, back when I was one. It opens on May 25th, but you can enter now on whatshesaidtalk.com, and if you win, you may just get some goodies in the mail. And, ironically,
7: Sarsha Ronan stars. Oh, cool. Well, that's it. So thank you, Annie. Thank you. She Said
3: connect with christine bentley and kate wheeler at what she on
4: the road again just can't wait to get on the road again the life i love is making music with my friends and i can't wait to get on the road again
1: we are excited to welcome Candace Derricks, who hasn't been here for a while because she's off traveling the world. Now, you recently spent a week in California on a press trip. And so you're going to share some of the amazing things
8: you can do there. Absolutely. Sunny California. Well, this was my first trip to California. Really? Yeah, what? I You're on kidding. It, right, I'm hooked now. I'm oh. now. I'm convinced I should have been a California girl, really, I used like to live on a there. surfboard. And did you? Did you really? Yeah, I lived there,
2: uh, Hermosa Beach. Nice Hermosa Beach for uh, six months in the early '80s when I was trying to be an actress. So I could drive up on the 405 every day, and in my rent a rec rental.
8: Right, but yeah, no, I love California. Do you know what I? What I? What struck me as a little bit funny, not funny, but I guess odd, about California was it was one of these places that immediately felt so familiar, mm-hmm. because we're so. Um, inundated in Canada with those images of Sunset Boulevard and Mulholland Drive mm-hmm. and uh, the Hollywood sign. Yeah. And as soon as I saw that Hollywood sign, I was... I've seen it a million times before, and you know it, but it just seeing it in person is, is much different, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, so it feels fam- familiar. Familiar, yeah, yeah, it does. It feels familiar. And I... I, I you know, the, the Californians are so nice, I think they should be Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I think the,
2: the thing I enjoyed about being there, living
8: there... Um,
2: was that you could be sort of skiing or mountain climbing or yeah. hiking through the woods and on the beach the next day. Or you could do so much. Super diverse, right? Mm-hmm. Really.
8: And I, I think California is a little like Europe. You don't try and go to Europe and do it in a week, right? You're going to no. break it up. And I think California is very much that way. It really is. It's really diverse from top to bottom in all kinds of ways and in, along the interior as well. So we were there six days press trip. So it's it's Jam packed. Mm-hmm. We're going to see as much as we can in a short period of time, and boy, did we! Uh, first thing we did was West Hollywood, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually only three square kilometers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but did you go to
2: the farmers market? Uh,
8: we didn't. We uh. did a we did a walking tour uh, through West Hollywood, and did you know West Hollywood is California's most walkable city according to Walk Score? So it scored ninety one out of 100. Yeah. a hundred. That's about yeah. So you can walk anywhere you need to go in West Hollywood and of course it's bursting at the seams with history and culture Mm -hmm. and juicy little tidbits about stars and things like that so it it is a fascinating place and if you do get there um, the restoration hardware there Mm -hmm. actually has a rooftop that's open to the public at any time it's an outdoor garden and it looks out over the city and it's it's beautiful very Mm -hmm. serene uh, from there we went to the Santa Inez Valley. So if you're familiar with the maybe sideways Oh yeah from okay with the trip to the winery, yes. that's sort of this whole area. Um, and before I left I was I was talking to my dad and I said, Yeah, we're going to the Spess Parker Winery. And my dad, Fess Parker. Yeah, really? He <laughs> was all starstruck. <laughs> and I had no idea. but So he was Davy Crockett, Daniel Boone, and he mm-hmm. was in old yeller. I knew none of this. Uh, and so he's, you were just he's, going for the I'm wine. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm in on the wine, all right? So, <laughs> but he's a bit of an icon in California. And so in Santa Ana's Valley in particular, he has a thousand-acre ranch and winery. Uh, it's a working ranch. And um, there's also a restaurant, the Baron Star, that's attached to that and an inn, all in this area and it's absolutely beautiful uh dinner at the Baron star is amazing okay um and then there's a little town called solvang which is like uh based on it's very danish you'd almost think you just fell into a european city Mm -hmm. Uh, and so there we did what's called a pastry crawl so instead of a pub crawl (laughs) Oh. No fat calories there. No, were no. Were you walking between... We were walking it off. Oh, yeah, no, we right. Were... <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I, I was like glad I packed stretchy pants on this trip. <laughs> uh, so it was, anyway, carb overload, but delicious. This little town has five Danish bakeries in it for a small town. And it really is where the locals gather and and share their news. Um, so, and then we went to um, Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. <sighs> hmm Nice. Love Santa Barbara. Yeah. So they only have a population of about 100,000. So it's sort of small, but it's called the American Riviera. Mm-hmm. And State Street is where all the great shopping is. And there's a wonderful, actually, consignment shop there I found. And they had Manalo Blahniks in there and Gucci bags. And, yeah, I didn't buy anything, but it was <laughs> tempting. Um, but if you were looking, you could do it there. Um, and we did this great walking tour. One of the best walking tours I've ever done there was, and it's called Eat This, Shoot That. Eat this shoot that I'm hoping you're isn't that fun. Isn't that fun? Yeah, it's a fun name, and you do you walk around. And it's a food, wine, beer, spirits tour, mm-hmm. and you do do a bunch of stops, and you take photos with your camera, and they give you guidance, and um, and then you you know you get some history and some tidbits in between. It was super fun. Mm-hmm. Then we did Ventura County, where we did a sixty-kilometer bike ride along California's coastal highway. Oh, you highway. worked off the pastry. No, I, like, I need to start reading these itineraries closer. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean 60 kilometers? But well, it was an electric bike, so we actually went fast. Okay. And finally, Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. I think the perfect place for a uh, red eye. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got a red eye at night, go spend your last day on Santa Monica Beach. You can get a beach butler with Perries, mm-hmm. and they have everything for you. You don't even have to worry about it. So where can
2: people go to find out all the stuff
8: they want to read more? Have you got well, a blog up? So you could, Life in Pleasantville is going to have a whole bunch of stuff um, on it. And uh, visit California. Go to the Visit California site, and you can custom tailor a trip that's perfect for you. From what I understand, you could probably do a month of that. Absolutely. Oh, easily. Like, yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. she said-
3: What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate
4: Wheeler will be right back. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly six million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand.
3: This is 1059 The Region.
0: What she say, she's proud.
3: Now back to what she said With Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler
2: Joining us now is Toronto-based author Kern Carter, who just released his second novel called Beauty Scars, and it explores the dynamic between power and beauty in Canada. Welcome to the show, Kern.
9: Thank you. Very glad to be here.
2: Well, the opening line of the book is, an accident made me beautiful. So tell us what Beauty Scars is about.
9: So basically, that's how the book starts. A young girl gets hit by a car. And instead of being becoming more scarred, she actually becomes more beautiful. So I kind of tell the story of a young girl or a girl that never asked for beauty, but just like had that thrust upon her, had that responsibility thrown on her. You know what I mean? So what does that look like for someone that doesn't know how to deal with it, never seen it, but just feels its power now, or, like feels the power of beauty and doesn't want to let go of it?
2: That's, it's a sad statement on our society. Really, yeah, is not it? I'll, yeah. I'll still have the top.
9: It is, it is. That's why I call it beauty scars, right? Because really, what is, what is beauty? Like beauty is, I mean, for me, you could see beauty in anything, right? Like I'm Mm -hmm. a writer, I could see beauty in words, Um, artists see beauty in images. So beauty is really beholden to the person, right? Mm -hmm. But I mean, society tells you beauty is one thing specifically, and that thing could be very um, useful in some ways, Mm -hmm. um, and it could be very detrimental in some ways. So it's really like a balance, depending on how you look at it.
1: Why did you want to explore the validity of beauty standards today? Because I sort of thought that they were changing somewhat what Mm -hmm. we're trying. Mm
9: -hmm. It is. We are trying to change it. And and to a degree, because we have social media and because everybody has a voice, it does change. But... I I have a 15 year old daughter, mm-hmm. and um, for her, um, kind of seeing the things she goes through, like she would talk about, I want, I wish my hair was longer or softer, or I wish my eyes was this color and stuff like that. Um, and she's getting that from somewhere. She's not getting it from me. She's getting it from somewhere else. Instagram, exactly. Where people have perfect lives. Exactly. So I'm like, what? They what wake is that? up with
1: makeup on. <laughs> yeah. I wake up Long, like this. Yeah. yeah. Long <laughs> eyelashes. Yeah. And, and toned. look
9: perfect. Right? Exactly. So I wanted to really kind of tell a story of 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 beauty and explore it and talk and frame it within within the city of Toronto because I mean that's, that's did your daughter inspire this? Then? Um, partly, yeah. My daughter inspires most of my writing, either really? <laughs> inadvertently or 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 unintentionally or intentionally. She inspires a lot of my writing for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was she was a big inspiration behind it. Um, and to be completely honest, I had um, one of my ex-girlfriends was one of the inspiration in, in like in in a negative kind of way because she was really vain. Something she would admit. So I'm not speaking any anything. Mm. I'm not saying anything she wouldn't say. <laughs> um, she she admittedly was very vain. So I wanted to kind of. Um, I, I mean, she was like a jumping off point.
1: Yeah, but is is beauty any different than having money or other things that that give you an edge? You know, that you can mm. manipulate
9: Yeah. I mean, you could you could actually look at it a lot like money, right? Like it depends on how you wanna use it. So I mean you could use money to do good, you could need money to to do very bad. Mm-hmm. Um and but the thing with beauty that, that separates it is that money is very like like there's a value to money that you could like actually like you could touch, right? Beauty, like what what can you say is beautiful like that it's so ambiguous that it's it, it's almost tough for you to well, hold well that's on what you said
2: i mean uh, you know, we all know the line beauty is in the eye of, of the beholder yeah. and, and right and the standards of beauty or the perception of beauty we know that it changes from country to country some mm-hmm. countries like we'll talk about women like thinner women some like curvier women yeah. but right now apparently the standard of beauty is kim kardashian yeah and that i would really? think yeah, yeah, that's what that's I what everybody so. is is based on. I mean, Vogue India just put Kim Kardashian on their cover, on their cover yeah. because that's the standard of beauty around the world. That's what young girls are going into trying to achieve. That's what they're contouring their faces to look like. Mm-hmm. That's what they're you know everything. I don't have that booty. Well, I do,
5: but (laughs) (laughs) let's
0: let's leave
2: that alone. But, I mean, like figures change, standards of beauty change. So how does the book connect this standard of beauty that is in the eye of the beholder to the power dynamic? I mean, we we often think that in our business, female news anchors had to, you know, be of a certain – it didn't matter what the guys looked like, they could be, you know – bald, portly, you know, old and ugly, we had to be a different standard of beauty. Huh. So the, the power dynamic in, in the book, how does it affect um, the girl? Because her life yeah. starts to un- unravel when she finds love.
9: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I mean, I would, say, I would say the dynamic is really in that, in that, in that the, the fact that she finds love and she finds beauty from, and strength from inside of herself that she didn't know she, that she had before so when I, when I think of how I kind of, uh, of wrote the character and I kind of wanted her to be, I wanted her to be this person that really didn't understand the power that she had. Like that's what I was going for. I, I didn't want her to understand it totally, right? Until, like, like, vainly, yes, like, in, in very, in very kind of outward ways, yes, like, I could get this guy if I do this, or I could kind of, you know, I could manipulate this guy this way, I could get, I, I want to show that because that's real. That's what, that's what girls go through. And that's what girls that who are beautiful kind of have to do. We with.
1: all remember them from high school. Yeah, tracing.
9: exactly. So but I mean, as far as as far as the, the power dynamic, I feel like she doesn't really feel any strength until she realizes that until she falls in love. And then mm-hmm. that and then then the threat of her beauty being taken away becomes real and then becomes frightening for her you know what i mean and then she's like oh is this am i going to lose him if i'm Mm. not beautiful anymore
2: now you've been published in some of canada's largest online publications including huffington post and elite daily your first book thoughts of a fractured soul tackled giving up and feeling like you don't deserve something another theme that i think a lot of us uh, believe on sometimes they call it The imposter syndrome or the Cinderella syndrome for women in particular. Mm -hmm. So do they connect? Because it almost sounds like you're working through some themes
9: here. (laughs) I mean, because I want I want all of my books to be powerful in some way. You know what I mean? Like I want it to be entertaining. So I, I don't want the language to ever be too dense or whatever, but I want it to be powerful as far as the messaging is. So when I wrote uh Thoughts of a Fractured Soul, I was like looking and reflecting on my own life. But I took the, the, I took the perspective of what if I actually failed? That was in my early 20s when I wrote this, but when I started writing the book. So I was like, what What does failure look like? You know what I mean? Like Because at 22 or 23 when I started writing it, um, I felt pressured to be successful by 25. I was like, if I'm not successful by 25, I'm like a failure. You're over the hill, um, baby. Oh Yeah, like it, it's over. And that's because I kind of grew up in the whole social media um, kind of Kind of mm-hmm. time frame, right, so I felt that pressure, so I was like most people I know are are or I grew up with or I've, I've been in, in 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 contact with they they actually have really really good skills' They're really talented, but they all settle and they all end up um, being completely stagnant or they all end up a job that they don't really like. And for me, that was like the most scary thing ever to be Mm -hmm. like so super ambitious and and feel like you could touch the world and then end up settling into something that you absolutely hate or or are just comfortable with. Like those words scare me a lot. So I want to like touch on that.
2: So just getting back to your daughter for a second, I've Mm -hmm. seen lately a lot of, Apps, psychologists, all kinds of things everywhere, mm-hmm. teaching us how to disengage from from the phone mm-hmm. um, and disengage from from social media. Is mm-hmm. that something you think you're, you'd be able to convince your daughter to ever do? <laughs> Never.
9: <laughs> There's no chance of that happening. But I mean, I just use it. I just use it. Like, you, yeah, I just try my best to use it and stay engaged with her and, and meet her where she's at.
2: Okay. And what's next for you? Another book?
9: Yeah, another book. Um, I actually know the title of my next book, which is weird. Um, it's going to be called Boys and Girls Screaming.
2: Boys and Girls Screaming. screaming
9: yeah, that's going to be the title of my I'm next
2: scared. book. I'm yeah.
9: scared. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just more and more and more writing um, and hopefully more interviews with ladies like you. Oh. It's would be great. So...
2: So tell, uh, tell everyone where they can um, get a copy of Beauty Scars.
9: Everything is easy. Just kerncarter.com, K-E-R-N, carter.com. That's my Facebook name, my Instagram name, my Twitter name. Your uh, actual name. My actual name. What I do even, you know? I know. <laughs> my Gmail is even kerncarter at gmail.com. Like it's all good. Like, it's all Kern Carter. So, yeah.
2: um, the writing. hmm does it has it made you feel successful? Because you're having some success. We don't want you to still think you're a failure here, no, Kurt. I don't
9: I don't feel like I'm a failure, but I feel like I have so much more to so much more to do. Like I just feel like this is literally just the beginning. This book, Beauty Scars, for me, was so big because I finally felt felt like I told the exact story I wanted to tell to touch as many people as I want to touch. So that's why I'm really pushing this one hard because I'm proud of it. I'm so proud of it. I got like hundreds of people actually out to my book launch which was incredible and that was just like because people were just i feel like people are really into this one they really engaged in it so mm-hmm. yeah i do feel, i do feel happy but to say if you get or if you want to ask me if i'm comfortable i'm definitely not comfortable no not yet
1: you're not, not comfortable uh, in but you are comfortable uh, you you love what you've done i do yeah but you're I, proud I, but of it
9: i am proud of it
1: and you know success isn't At any given point, it's a journey. Mm -hmm. Well, thank
2: you so much for joining us today. Thank you. KernCarter.com.
9: KernCarter.com.
3: What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right
4: back. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you at Meridian we say be picky Order that half-calf half-sweet no-foam latte with whip Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account Meridian, expecting more for your money, that's wealth esteem Terms and conditions apply
1: Fashion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today.
0: Com. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly six million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand.
3: This is 1059 The Region. What she
0: said, she's powerful, wonderful, honest, and lovable.
3: Now back to what she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler.
1: Listening to is Promises, the debut single by Vancouver singer songwriter Alexis Lynn, who is here with us in studio.
10: Welcome to What She Said. Thank you for having me. So tell everyone how you got started. Um, well, I started writing when I was sixteen, and I started. Um, I wrote "Promises" this past year, and um, we've been working on it for a little bit. And it's my first single, so I'm really excited to show everyone. You know what what I'm all about and what I can do. So,
2: so you co-wrote this song under your uh, songwriting mentor Chen Neiman, who's yes. worked with Miley Cyrus, Demi Lovato, and I, to name a few. Tell us about that experience.
10: Um, it was amazing. Chen's an amazing mentor, and he has obviously a ton of experience. <laughs> Um, and he really helped kind of guide the song into what it is, what you've heard now. So it was a really amazing experience. I'm glad he was a part of it for sure.
1: So you also are very, uh, philanthropic, um, and you actively volunteer with a multiple sclerosis society, the Vancouver downtown Eastside community. Why do you think it's important for artists to give back?
10: Um, I think I don't think anyone loses anything by giving back. I think that's always been my kind of philosophy and multiple sclerosis is very close to my heart. My family's heart. My sister was um, diagnosed when she was 21. So I think it's and it's one of those things that always needs research as such as other like mm-hmm. illnesses. And um, so I don't think it it's never hurting anyone by giving back, especially if you can. And I think that's what I always try to do as much as I can. Well,
1: people often say that the people who give back uh, get more out of it than the people who receive.
10: Yeah, I think it's uh, it's definitely a great feeling, but I think it's just I like being able to, you know, do that. And if I'm able to, like I might as I'm not I'm going to. you know? Yeah. Yeah.
2: OK. So you were um, CBC Searchlight in 2016. Top 20 under 20 talent. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. And what's and we've got. The, the, the first the debut single mm-hmm. is out now so what's coming up next for you
10: um, I'm working on an EP right now mm-hmm. so I'm really excited because now that the first single is out I'm just like so excited that I want to <laughs> get the rest of it out um, so we're working on that right now and it'll be released probably later this year early next year and I'm excited to show a couple different sides to me as an artist where can people find you online um, at alexislinmusic.com and all my socials are at Music. and where can they get your music uh, Spotify Apple Music iTunes, everywhere, Google Play. Are you going to tour at all? Uh, yeah, my shows are listed on my website. I'm doing some shows in Vancouver soon.
2: Well, we're excited to
10: hear you, but that is it for
2: What You Said today. We will be back tomorrow at noon right here on 105.9 The Region, and you can follow us on social media at What You Said Talk. But singing us out right now, here is Alexis Lynn performing Promises.
11: <laughs> Wasting your breath Saying you'll come through this time No call or text, and I just say it's fine Face to face, going on but where you were You left a trace, picture standing next to her Food me wines, the blame's on you me twice like you're bulletproof Not this time around I won't let you let me down Don't say you'll change one more time I'm sick of your excuses I'm the one who loses When you trip up in your lies Cover up what you did Making me look stupid I'm done, you won't be Mr. Savior more promises, promises done Now I quit your savior No more promises, promises Crying to your friends Cause you realize what you lost Keep your regrets You're only sorry you got caught Fool me once, the blame's on you twice like you're bulletproof, not this time around, I won't let you let me down. Don't say you'll change one more time, I'm sick of your excuses, I'm the one who loses when you trip up in your lies, cover up what you did, making me look stupid. I'm done, you won't be missed, your savior, no more promises, promises done, now I quit, your savior, no more promises, promises I hope you learn your lesson or I'm sorry for whoever Tries to earn your affection Well you always keep them guessing The first time they'll believe you But your games never last You'll wake up and they'll leave you Just spent your last chance Don't say you'll change one more time I'm sick of your excuses, I'm the one who loses. When you trip up in your lies, cover up what you did, making me look stupid. Don't say you'll change one more time. Sick of your excuses, I'm the one who loses. When you trip up be your lies, cover up what you did, making me look stupid. I'm done, you won't be Mr. Savior. I'm done, now I quit your savior No more promises, promises No more promises, promises
12: Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exume the truth.
10: It is your favorite girl. That's right, it's The Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating